The Roar, the only media outlet where you won't need a two-step authentication to access. It's gonna be exciting. The Roar, where every day's game day. a.m. here on the Roar, the press box with Brad and John. Thanks for joining us today. Over at Everlon Independent Living, adults 55 and up can get the most out of life. At Everlon, you live life how you want to, independently. Uh, this takes the you know the, the burden of keeping up a traditional home. And just listen to some things you get at Everlon. Washer and dryer in every unit. Wi-Fi cable TV every unit. Uh, two shepherd-prepared meals daily. Uh, activities, games, there's a salon on site, there's a fitness area on site. You get beautiful aesthetics, premium amenities, and no upkeep. Concierge services, housekeeping services. This comes all in their in- all-inclusive pricing, and you can find out a lot more at everlonliving.com. So if you are a loved one looking to make a transition in life, not ready for assisted living, and that's right next door at Dominion. This is from... The folks who bring you Dominion Senior Living, they also have Everlawn for you if you are wanting to just ease the burden of keeping up a traditional home. Everlawnliving.com, 150 Pershing Avenue in Clemson. Go check them out today. 654 Roar, you want to get in with us? We're talking Clemson in North Carolina. Uh, the Tar Heels playing some of the best ball in the country, I think is fair to say. Would you evaluate it that way, John? Absolutely. I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, I think they're one of the best teams in the country. Really, really solid what they've done in uh, recent recent weeks. You know, there there was a time I just I, I kind of didn't know what this North Carolina team was going to be. You know, back in November and December, you saw it start to come together. And R.J. Davis, their guard, hands down, in my opinion, the player of the year in the ACC. Oh, without a doubt, I don't even think there's a really even a close second to him. There's I think no it's, it's a walk away, a runaway with that award. Yeah, it's it's. He's already won it. I mean, he's what the leading scorer in the league. He's he's got he's on the best team. He's playing an elite level. I think you know he's it's a no brainer in my opinion. Been in the been in the game for many many years. He's worked his way up. <laughs> this is a lifetime achievement award. No, I'm now if it was a lifetime achievement award, to be going to Baycott. <laughs> well, you, you, th- there's reasons Baycott's still playing. Um, I was looking to see North Carolina has won, I believe. 13 of the last 14 games? Something like that. Yeah, it was there. It's only lost Georgia Tech. Yeah. Uh, 12 of the last 13. They've won. Uh, you're right. The loss to Georgia Tech. They came out of absolute nowhere the other day. And they still had a chance to win that game at the buzzer. You know, they had a, they had the ball and opportunity. You know, you can say maybe R.J. Davis didn't get the call. Go his way in Atlanta. But would have gotten that call in another state. I'm not going to name the state. <laughs> I know where I, you're going with that, Brad. I'm just saying in a different state, different call. I still find it just, it's incredibly fascinating to me how North Carolina two years ago won the title. Last year, the first team in history to be the number one preseason team in the country to not make the tournament, and now this. Goodness gracious, Hubert Davis, what a roller coaster. Full circle, yeah. It, it has been. They've, but he needs to get some credit. I know he won't, because very rarely do North Carolina basketball coaches get like coach of the year consideration. 
But from what they were last year to where Heber Davis has them right now, deserve some, it, maybe not give him the award, but I definitely deserve some conversation. Deserves credit for the transformation that he has put this team in in a year. Why is this a big game for North Carolina? Is this a big game for North Carolina? It's a huge game for the league, in my opinion, because I mean, really the league needs Clemson to win this game because they need Clemson to, you know, solidly be into the NCAA tournament, you know, bracketology. I know it's, you know, the league may not care about that on February the 6th, but I still think that's an important aspect of this. No, the league will pull for North Carolina tonight, but then they'll get upset in a month. Like, well, wait, why do we get more teams in? That's what will happen. Maybe Tar Heel Chad can answer my question. Why is this a big game for the Hills tonight? Let's go to Tar Heel Chad. He's up next. How you doing today? Oh, Brad, just doing fantastic. You guys ready to uh, roll in the bus with a little Brian O'Connell, little Ted Valentine? Teddy V's on the, on the, he's doing the game tonight? I don't know. Oh. I wouldn't be a bit surprised, though. <laughs> probably so, yeah. I, th- I think you would probably bark him down. 42,000 fouls would be called 200 free throws. Um, All in a seven-minute so span in the second half. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be nice when North Carolina shoots 194 for 200 on the line tonight. Yeah, may need a new net. <laughs> yeah, if, if, especially the if they're going in. What, the ranking or on the backboard? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, why, you, you asked why is it a big game. I think um, there's a couple things. One, coming off the – the Duke game, uh, you know, crowd, et cetera, that kind of stuff I think is is kind of important. It's important to kind of keep – play well again, and I think we will. But we do go to Miami Saturday. I know Miami is stunk, but I guarantee you that place, if Laranega is awake, um, it will be uh, – it's probably still going to be a tough game. I know what Virginia did, but maybe not. You know, it's, it's definitely not the game I thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year. Um, so I think, you know, th- those things, just momentum. I and mean, I, I heard uh, Hubert yesterday raving about uh, Coach Brunel and, um, you know, how Clemson pay- plays. He actually said Clemson is one of the best teams in the country. You know, that kind of is probably a little bit of coach speak that kind of thing but it's an important game always when Clemson comes comes to town it's time to start a new streak you know you get all those kind of things in there Brad yeah yeah I I I certainly get all that what's is there a matchup that worries you for for North Carolina tonight Mm, I don't know I mean you know Clemson's got to shoot the ball better I mean if you're I mean that's the bottom and honestly overall they've got to play better period so but from a matchup, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. It seems, you know, I don't see anything. Shefflin played really well in the first game. We really didn't seem to have much of an answer, especially in the first half for him. But I, he's kind of fell off the last, what, five or six games, I guess, to some degree, a little I mean, bit. He, he played pretty well against Virginia, but before that, yeah, he, okay. he had struggled a little bit. Um, yeah. But I, I think for you guys, it's just dealing with – Cormac and Harrison Ingram and that. The other thing, too, is it'll be interesting if Clemson, I mean, Duke laid, they were not going to let Cadeau go to the rack because he had been killing people getting to the basket at will, and he's tough. I mean, Duke was playing 15 feet off of him. It'll be interesting to see if Clemson does that. If Clemson 
applies a lot of ball pressure, I think that's going to be a problem because I don't know maybe Hunter would play him. So that that's one thing that I would look at. And then I think the bench is going to be a big deal on both sides. Personally, I think uh, we've been getting more bench help for sure. Our bench has come through. So I think Clemson's going to have to uh, tonight up there to probably to have a chance. And if it were me, but I'm not the coach, I would try to get Hall on the low block immediately for run stuff, first place, second place down there to try to get him active, fouls, that kind of thing. Sort of like what Hubert did against Duke. I don't know what you think about that and get Hall off the perimeter. I mean, let him shoot, but just don't think he's inside enough for my liking. But any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. Uh, I, I know they're, they're going to want to try to draw Baycott away from you know the basket at times I, I just think you can fall in love with that kind of thing too much uh and try to extend you know defenses and whatnot you, you've got to get Hall especially early in the game but we say this every every game Tario Chad every game close to plays we say you got to get the ball into the block yeah to, well, to PJ and establish that early and see what what comes off of it and it just doesn't feel like that's how it always goes and I think the the other two things are I mean, your defense hasn't been that great, but you got to limit live ball turnovers. I mean, if you're going to shoot one for 18 and turn the ball over, I mean, I'm just being, you're going to get run out of the gym because the way that they can score in spurts or have been, you know, been able to do that. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. Coming off an emotional game, I'll be interested in the crowd. It's a 7 o'clock start, which sometimes is a little lazy, you know, how traffic is up there. There's a couple cars on fire, you know, all that kind of good stuff trying to get in there. Yeah. Um, so that may be in Clemson's favor a little bit. Uh, so, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Let's, we uh, will see Tar Hill Brad. <laughs> you take care, buddy. You Bye. too, Tar Hill Chad. Thanks for getting in. We appreciate the call today. Uh, should be a should be a fun fun atmosphere tonight. If it's a late arriving crowd, you know, just, just uh, meander their way in there. What does the wine have to breathe for a while before I, they can get in? That's John Hyde saying that for the record. Not not I. Got to press the argyle before we head into the arena. What are we doing here? Oh my goodness! Uh, Texter gets on the Abscrobie text line and says the league has already moved on from Clemson. The three bids will end up being Duke, North Carolina, and Virginia. I, not according to bracketology. I mean, I know. I know woe is me has just been the feeling around sure. these parts the whole week um, and that Clemson is completely out of it and there's no chance for making the tournament. I, I don't know where that's coming from because that's simply just not well, that, the that's case com- right that's coming from your, your own your own wishes here. So you, certain textures. We know your agenda. But as of right now, bracketologists still have Clemson firmly in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. As of right now, That's, is it trending in a, in a good direction? No, of course not. No one's no one's saying But that. if the season ended today, according to bracketologists, Clemson would be in the tournament. Yeah, they haven't just moved on. They just, no it's one's... not up to the league to move on anyways. <laughs> it's not the league's decision. Bracketologists haven't moved on. Uh, Lenardi over at ESPN has Clemson as an 8C taking on ooh Nebraska. I mean, the good news is that game will be in Brooklyn, which is far from Omaha or uh, Lincoln, because Nebraska's not losing Lincoln. Like, they they got maybe the best one of the best home court advantages this year in, in the country, for whatever reason. They they dragon slayer. They beat everybody there. But the game's in Brooklyn, according to Lenardi, if they played today. So uh, still a lot though to be determined. Man, they would be. Oh gosh, you want to know who the one seed is in that? On sure, that why not? Just entertain the thought. North Carolina. No, UConn. Eh. 
Huskies. Mm. Man, they're good. They're so good. Why can't Columbus, Columbus should be on the other end of the bracket there with Purdue? Because then that way they would get to play either. Oh, that's Merrimack. how you know you're advancing. They either get to play either Merrimack or Grambling State in round two if they win. It's funny because Purdue doesn't advance in the tournament. Uh, you imagine, you imagine being the team, the eight nine game, and you're like, um, you do realize we have to, we, we do need to scout the other team just in case. What do you mean, just in case? I mean, you, you need you need to scout Purdue just in case. Oh man, you think it's that much of a but? What do you, do you think that's a joke in, in coaches' offices when they come there? Hey, coach, you know, we're playing the winner of the one sixteen here. What do you want to do? Scout the sixteen. Scout what are the sixteen. Scouting the what? What do you have to do to scout Purdue? Edie's tall. Okay, we did the scouting report. Moving on. Give me a full rundown on Merrimack today. Stat. Zach Edie's just tall. We figured it out. And they're probably going to lose. Yes. Are you? Are, are would you ever legitimately pick a number one to lose to the sixteen in, in your bracket? No. Not, not on the no, show in no, your mind or whatever. No. But literally on paper. Or I, now I have stream. done in years past just for fun, where <laughs> I do an entire upset bracket. But if you were to pick a one seed to lose to a sixteen, it's always paper, Purdue. It's, it's always like, Purdue. It's so mean. It's always Purdue. Somewhere Matt I have Conley's nothing against Purdue, you. but it's I have nothing against Purdue whatsoever. I've never been to West Lafayette, Indiana. Lenardi has North Carolina heading to Charlotte, by the way. Oh, <laughs> wow. Hey, maybe the North Carolina fans will actually go to Charlotte to watch their team play, unlike the Mayo Bowl. Oh, that wasn't nice. Well, where was the representation there that night? Probably at a basketball game. They, they were. They don't care about no stinking football. Not like you doing the same thing every year folding down the stretch in football. That's after Halloween. Winning's optional. Mm. Do you think... Uh, hey, but the November's optional for Mac Brown. You know, we, we sort of buried the lead today, John, for you. Oh, for me? The lead of the show. What's Should've that? Been. The South Carolina Gamecocks are ranked in men's basketball. AP top 25. Not only did they become ranked for the first time in, what, seven years? Brad, they came into the rankings like the Kool-Aid man running through the wall. They started at 15. 15. So they go Just skipped all the 20s. Just skipped all of it. Didn't even need it. Skipped their 20s. <laughs> Sound familiar? Yeah. You know, didn't even happen, did yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they jump right in at 15 in the poll. How about that? That is wild. That is wild. Is that, a, is that an overcorrection ranking? Yeah, it's the AP admitting we should have done this two weeks ago. But are they really, should they be even that high? Did I don't have a problem with it. Okay. Based on the way they're playing and look at the the top 10 teams that they've knocked off in the last couple of weeks, I don't have an issue I'm with it. I'm saying you go from unranked to 15, it feels like that was a little bit. There's some shock value to that, right? Yeah, that's some serious course correction there. But that's what the AP poll does in <laughs> both sports. Poll. It's just a giant course correction every week. They don't care. They don't know what they're doing anyway. They really don't care either. I was looking at, I think South Carolina's a sixth seed in Lenardi's bracket. Uh, he currently has four ACC teams in the field. He's he now this was before last night's game. This came out yesterday morning. Uh he did have Virginia in as one of the last four buys. So not last four in, but last four buys. So they, you know, aren't matched up in the play-in game. But I would think after last night, he's probably bumped them into even a little bit more advantageous situation oh my Virginia he's got 
he's got Virginia in Charlotte versus Texas Tech, the number two seed who would who you know would potentially face the winner, Tennessee. Give me the Vols and the Cavs in Charlotte. I'm gonna have to go. Six five four Roar. What am I talking about? I have to abandon the bandwagon on March first. You have to. You have to. I, what do you mean? I, I, you're not giving me an option? Well, it's, it's in your best interest to abandon the bandwagon okay. on March 1st. You're just looking out for me. I tried to once a show. Show purposes, you're lo- you would want me to stay on the bandwagon. Oh, 100%. Nothing would make me happier than to watch Tennessee flame out in the tournament as tradition and make fun of you in the process. 654 or more to come after this. Is your crawl space damp or musty? Water in your crawl space can cause wood to rot and creates an environment for mold and mildew that can make its way inside your home. Canty Foundation Specialist specializes in crawl space repair. Call us today for your free inspection so you can have the peace of mind knowing your crawl space is dry and your home is protected. Call today, 864-641-0176 or visit cantycanfixit.com. Did you miss out on your favorite Clemson sportswear? At Tiger's Sports Shop, we still have your favorite gear from Lululemon, Nike, and more. With a full selection for all ages, you can continue to show your Tiger pride for the new year. We help you wear your Clemson pride on your sleeves. If you're short of time, shop our website at tigersports.com and either pick up your order or have it shipped to you direct. Visit one of our two locations in Clemson today. The Tiger Sports Shop is all in, all the time. Go Tigers! This Valentine's Day, skip the rush on cards, chocolates, and flowers and give your loved ones what they really want, an insanely clean home with pros at zero res. Their patented process uses ZR water to clean your carpets and other services like no other. And with no residue, your carpets stay cleaner longer. Right now, mention to me, Mickey, and The Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for $109 plus a free hallway. Book online at ZeroResGreenville.com. So you're looking for financing on your next vehicle. AutoWorks in Greer has you covered with easy in-house financing and super fast approvals. Low down payments make life simple. And there's no need to drive all the way to the dealership. We can give you an answer in as little as 10 minutes. Just fill out our fast app online at AutoWorksSC.com. With almost 80 vehicles to choose from, including trucks and 3 row SUVs, finding your vehicle just got easier. Kick off 2024 in style by visiting AutoWorksSC.com. That's AutoWorksSC.com. I'm Will Davis with the Davis Law Group. Davis Law Group offers comprehensive family court services across the state. If it's in family court, we handle it. From emergency custody cases to dividing millions of dollars in assets, we're the team you want in your corner. We help hardworking dads secure time with their kids. We help dedicated moms and wives achieve financial stability. We have the honor of helping build non-traditional families through adoption and third-party custody cases. We believe that families come in all shapes and sizes. Contact us today at davis.law. Let us see how we can help. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see. Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Hey, it's Toby from Wendy's. Picture a Baconator. The six strips of Applewood smoked bacon, the hot and juicy beef, the pretzel bun. Wait, pretzel bun? A pretzel Baconator. And it's only here for a limited time? 
And right now, you can get $3 off mobile orders of $15 or more with the offer in the Wendy's app? This changes everything. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new Pretzel Baconator. Limited time only or participating U.S. Wendy's. $15 minimum required before taxes and fees. Account registration required. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the UpCountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate. UpCountry Fiber is a stronger connection. It's hoop season here at The Roar, and we've got you covered all day long. We are The Roar, where every day is game day. Back here live on The Roar, the press box, Brad and John. Told you Lenardi's take on bracketology. How about Jerry Palms over at CBS Sports? John, you might like this one. His West bracket, his West region of the bracket includes North Carolina. Okay. Auburn. Yeah. Indeed. A chance for Tar Eagle. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Maybe a little uh, free Brad's kids. Sweet 16 free your up. kids from having to watch that nonsense with you. Goodness gracious. I'm not done. Oh, you're not done. I, th- I thought that was your dream region to have North Carolina and Auburn on the same side of the bracket. I mean, you you want me to pay most attention to one particular region. This is what you have to do. You they, North Carolina. They're, try- they're trying to strip you of your bandwagon <laughs> title. <laughs> they're pandering to me here. West region, Brad. North Carolina, Auburn. Okay. Clemson. You have my attention. And South Carolina. Oh. All in the same region. And Arizona. I like Arizona. Lamont Paris for Sean Miller. Oh, he's at, no, <laughs> no, he's not he's at Arizona anymore. Can I get you, confused. He, he's been to so many places. Can you imagine the radio shows we can do oh, with that? Oh, Brad, up six, happening? five, four, roar. Oh, give me a region with North Carolina, Auburn, Clemson, and South Carolina. Just give me a region with Clemson and South Carolina. You could take your Tar Eagle. I don't need it. By the way, this is a uh, future uh, uh, SEC schedule. <laughs> with Arizona as well. <laughs> you never know, John. Oh, yeah, Ole Miss also in that region. TCU. I, I, I feel like Jerry Palm is pandering here. Are we really going to do that? Are we really going to have those teams? Sounds like Jerry Palm, friend of the show, is just trying out here to paint us a little bracket for, for the roar. And I'm not against it. No, not not at all. I don't even know Jerry Palm. Uh, Clemson would be matched up with... They're a six seed. They'd be matched up with one of the winners of the play-in games would be New Mexico and Michigan State. And then Palm has South Carolina and Drexel, which would put Clemson and South Carolina on a collision course in the round of 32. Oh, man. Inject that into our veins now. We need, if that if that is going to transpire that way, we would need both the Clemson and South Carolina game to take place that Thursday so we could have the Friday radio show to talk about the game on Saturday. Brad, I don't need that to be a Sunday game where we don't get a chance to come in here and talk about it. Yeah, that would be phenomenal basketball. Please, please make this happen. Is this above the tournament to set up matchups? No, they've done that for decades now. I've always... I mean, the committee knew that that UMBC and Virginia was going to be a good matchup. (laughs) And so we give them credit for scheduling it. They might have, honestly. They scout these teams very heavily. Uh, they knew the UMBC Twitter account was about to do just absolute fire. I could, 
I could live in a world where that's a that's a region. I, th- I think that would be be fun. Uh, South Carolina's the three seed, Clemson's the six seed, and they meet each other in the round of thirty-two in in Pittsburgh. <laughs> you imagine two two teams in the state of South Carolina go to Pittsburgh to play a neutral site game. There's just nothing more college basketball Wait, than that. Say it again. Two South Carolina teams go to Pittsburgh to to meet each other in an NCAA tournament game. Well, I mean, we had Clemson and Alabama play a football title in San Francisco, so I mean, you know, it checks out. <laughs> and, and in Phoenix, yeah. and in all these places that aren't remotely close yeah. to the the southeast. Yeah, it happens. Nelson from Spartanburg is up next. Hey, Nelson, how are you? Hey, how are you guys doing today? We're doing well. Um, now, listen, uh, from a Carolina perspective, especially somebody in my era that grew up with uh, Carolina punching North Carolina in the mouth in the ACC. We hated them with everything we have, and they hated us too. Certainly would love to be in a region and play Clemson. That would be a, little, a good uh, turnaround game after one earlier this year, but we would definitely want to be in a region with North Carolina. We despise them. We hate North Carolina with everything we have. And uh, still mad that uh, 2017, I think it was, when we made the Final Four, if uh, I think it was Thornwell. If Thornwell had not had the flu, I think Carolina and North Carolina would have played for the national championship that year. And uh, we were salivating over it. But, uh, yeah, the guys that uh, remember, you're bringing out, you're bringing out, the, you're bringing out the claws. We would, we would love to get a hold of North Carolina. Well, I, I totally Didn't believe that. I, I, I think South Carolina has always loved to play North Carolina. And North Carolina despises having to play South Carolina. They, they, they've dodged South Carolina. What was it? I, going back to the Fogler era, you know, they, they would play semi-regularly, and then all of a sudden it just stopped. And, like, I remember there was a year that North Carolina just would not schedule the Gamecocks. I, I feel like North Carolina almost, in a way, like, humor South Carolina. Well, we'll schedule you in football. Yeah, we'll, we'll play you in baseball. But they never want to play that game in basketball. They do not want to play that game for whatever. I I, I think it's some of the vitriol that Nelson is talking about between the 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 two universities. Oh, pettiness in sports, absolutely. That's what it is. The the 60s South Carolina's departure of the ACC. Yeah, yeah. Fifties, sixties. Well, Fogler. Yeah, Fogler made us really angry. Now we like Fogler was a good coach, you know, but he was connected in North Carolina. Sure, it's where he came and, from. Uh, back when he was back when he was play, they would play. He beat North Carolina. And then after that, he came out and said, well, you know, uh, we have, have such great ties in North Carolina. We really don't want to play. And we were like, whoa, dude, you need to pack your bags and leave. Don't, don't you ever. Don't ever come out and, and make a statement like that. We would rather we would rather stomp North Carolina than anybody on earth. I mean, uh, of course, you know, rivalries with Clemson. But I'm telling you, we, we, those that remember, we, we, they hated us and we hated them. If you remember when Frank McGuire pulled them out of the ACC, said, well, you, know, you guys are too young to remember, but uh, Dean Smith actually stood up and said, as long as I'm alive, we'll do everything we can to never allow them back in the ACC again. <laughs> I mean, they, they hated us and yeah. we hated them. That's what makes it fun. Yep. We had one kid in school that was a North Carolina fan, and you're talking about living a rough life. I mean, he was, uh, he was one of our great friends, and we didn't mind stomping him around a little bit because <laughs> he would actually wear a Tar Heel shirt. But these these younger kids that came along later and Jordan then played and the rivalry was over and they didn't remember and you have a kid in South Carolina that put a North Carolina shirt on, they would come in the gym where we were playing basketball and I mean we were threatening them. 
hey, don't, don't, don't ever, don't you ever wear a North Carolina shirt in here again. That's a, that's how bad it was. But anyway, we'd love to see that. You guys have a good one though. You too, Appreciate Nelson. It. Thanks for getting in. Yeah, there's there's no love lost between those two on the hardwood. I that was one of the fear. That, that's one of the the casualties of just how the landscape has changed because really North Carolina and South Carolina should play every year in basketball or maybe every other year. You know, something along yeah. something like no, that. No, I mean they definitely should play in they don't want in to. every sport. North Carolina's want to play South Carolina. That, that doesn't that doesn't check out to me. That North Carolina would would look down upon South Carolina. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, are you insinuating that they're thumbing their nose? I would never that. I would never insinuate that. No, not not at all. No. Do they thumb their nose at Clemson? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you're not insinuating. You're just c- coming out and saying <laughs> family members from the state of North Carolina. <laughs> Where how this goes? <laughs> they look down on Clemson. They really looked out on South yeah. Carolina. Because <laughs> at least Clemson stuck around. They, but they didn't like the challenge back in the the old days. They didn't like the challenge. They've never liked the challenge from anybody. Well, unless it's Duke. That's the only one that they're they – want, they, they want their game at Duke to be a huge deal every single year. They don't want anything else, though. But they don't want it to be a huge deal for Duke. They want it to be a huge deal for them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're uh, we're we're sort of pandering now, a little bit to a crowd, a little bit. We're having some fun with it, though. Yeah, a little bit. Some of it's tongue in cheek. Some of some it. of it, <laughs> not all of it. Some of it. Don't scoff. I would never. Six five four roar. You want to get in? That'd be a lot of fun, though. If uh, if that did work out to be an NCAA tournament bracket, <sighs> man, would that be a, a, a fun region. weekend of basketball? Yeah. Uh, we'd be be glued to that. I mean, look, I hope I hope all these teams get in. This, this would be so much fun. We'll uh, we'll we'll work our way there. We got a month. We got over a month. Yep. Before we know the the actual bracket, we got a lot of things to go through between now and that. We got softball for you this weekend. We got opening day of Clemson baseball next weekend. So a lot of stuff happening right now before we even get to where we have brackets in our hands. Man, are, are there any other rivalries like uh, not really rivalries, but matchups like that where the schools hate each other but don't play each other very often? Well, we have a lot more of them now thanks to conference realignment. They don't play. Looking each other at you, very Bedlam. Often? Yeah, what SMU and TCU? TCU. Well, I think they're still going to try to play that. Trying. The Apple Cup still going to resume. Um, Oregon, Oregon State still going to resume. Um, obviously, I think one was the backyard brawl. That's finally come back around, but that took 10 years to yeah. get that back on the schedule. Yeah. That, to me, is probably the biggest one in terms of teams that just absolutely hate each other and everything that each other stands for that just stop playing. And, of course, you have Texas and Texas A&M, which is thankfully getting back on the schedule next year. North Carolina fans are responding to Nelson's call. I, I don't think we can read that on the air, but... No, we cannot. <laughs> Good text, but can't read it. Six five four roar. If you want to get in, that's that's hilarious. A North Carolina fan had that to say. Yeah, well, let's let's just go with that. Six five four roar. You want to get in, John? Do you know the line on tonight's Clemson North Carolina game? Uh, I do not know. Okay, then then guess the line. North Carolina minus five and a half. You're very close. Six and a half. Okay, very close. So does that mean there's value on Clemson? Would you take the the six and a half points right now? Ah, uh, 
I'd lean that way. You would lean that way. I'd lean that way, yes. Mm. But this is a tough spot. I'm I, I'm a little worried, to be honest. I'm a little worried for Clemson in terms of a start here. If the Tigers get off to a little bit of a rough start in this game, which they've been prone to do lately, they ain't gotten off to really good starts lately. And it sort of throws off the rhythm of the game. And, and if that happens here tonight, you just got to wonder how the second half's going to go, if there's going to yeah, be enough fight. I agree to Tar Heel Chad's point for a Clemson um, – perspective here i think you have to start the first couple possessions with set plays to pj hall to try to establish some some momentum and get him his juices flowing get him going a little bit here early in this game get him in the zone against baycott i think that's how i would try to start things out and you hope that if you can get some things going down in the paint early that then maybe joe gerard and some guys more from a jumper and three-point perspective will open up some shots three of the, the outside three of the last four matchups have been decided by double digits North Carolina won by 10 earlier this year they won by 20 last year in Chapel Hill they did have that two-point win in Clemson last year and then in 2021 Clemson beat North Carolina by 13 points in Little John so they three of the four have been pretty much easy deciding game in terms of the so so to player. your question, there maybe there is no advantage in with the number. But before that, they played a host of, of close games. I mean, there's an overtime game in 20, you know, that Clemson broke the streak on Yep, up there in, in Chapel Hill. North Carolina won by two before that. Uh, the year before that, uh, Clemson won by four. North Carolina won by eight. Another overtime game that North Carolina won in 17. And there was a route in in 15 but for the most part these before the last you know three last four matchups this has been very close closely contested games between these two I, I it's hard to say right now that I think it's going to be a close game it just the way North Carolina's playing I, I think so much has to go Clemson's way and I'm not even talking about officiating I, I'm just saying like the flow of the game and things that have to happen early on and PJ's got to stay out of foul trouble and Gerard's got to hit some threes and I mean, somebody's got to break out of a slump somewhere, whether it's, you know, Wiggins, Godfrey gets on the court more, you know, Sheffield's got to have a huge game. I mean, John, we've run off a litany of things that have to occur tonight. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things for me, if Clemson's going to come out and, and win this game tonight, I think the sophomore class has to step up. We've talked about Godfrey and Wiggins and uh, Dylan Hunter. Those three guys, you need to get more production out of them off the bench. I just wish I knew what's happened because there's – there's a clear drop-off from those three's performances during this rough stretch that Clemson's on right now. Why is that? Like, what Did they hit a sophomore wall? Have they just fallen out of favor? I mean, what's the ball's not going to them as much when they're in there. They're not playing at all. Like, what, what happened? You know, I mean, obviously... I, we I, can, I'm not sure. We can point it, well, Gerard is not making threes like he used to. You know, PJ's taking a lot of threes lately, and they're not going in. You know, there's a lot of different things you can that are easy to figure out why Clemson's struggling a little bit, but I, I I can't put my finger on what those three sophomores, like what what happened to their games because they were, they were impacting the outcome of games. They weren't you know leading the team in scoring; they didn't have to, but they were impacting the outcome of games. And I and I really thought Wiggins was coming on. I thought you could see the light went off for him in mid mid December, early December. Light went on, and you're like, okay. He, he's going to be, you know, he's not going to get 20 a night out of him, but 
you're going to get 13, 14 good points from him most nights. He's capable of doing that now. They're putting, they put more on his plate. And he's disappeared. His shot has gone away. Godfrey's not getting hardly any minutes right now. And then Dylan Hunter's been, when he's come in there, he's hurt more than he's helped. No other way to say it. So I don't, I don't know what the causes and the, the reasons behind that are, but certainly it's a problem right now. John, people need to get their life back on track with their health. What's something they can do to do that? Oh, it's real simple. All you have to do is go to myphdweightloss.com and book your free consultation. It's all it's just a matter of moments, and you have taken the first step and the biggest step and for your weight loss journey. You know, last year I was able to lose 55 pounds over 20 weeks on the program. Quok lost 25 pounds in five weeks. Don Munson had similar results. It, it speaks for itself. The program is there, and I've been on maintenance mode for, oh gosh, now six months now. The weight's still down. The program speaks for itself. The results speak for itself. Just head on over to myphdweightloss.com. Book your free consultation and set yourself upright for the rest of 2024. If you haven't heard about the Dartmouth case and what it means for college athletics, we'll talk about it when we return. 654, we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. It's time to stop the debt collectors. It's time to get a fresh start. It's time to stop the foreclosures. Tax time is coming up. Time to do something for yourself. Time to get your fresh start. Come see Robert King for help. Call Robert King at 864-222-0200 or visit his website at www.thompsonking.com. Thompson & King is a debt relief agency. Robert King helps people file for bankruptcy relief under the bankruptcy code. Do, 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 do. Hey, what you gonna do when you gotta pee? You're gonna call Royal Flush at 238-8800. We've got your porta potties. We've got your event trailers too. Call Royal Flush at 864-238-8800 or visit them online at royalflushtoiletrental.com. We'll even pump your septic tank for you. Call Royal Flush because we're the king and queen of clean. So what have you got to do, 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 do? Call Royal Flush. Valentine's Day is upon us. And you know, your team at Reed's Jewelers will make sure you find what you want for your loved one. From diamonds for her to watches for him. Reed's Jewelers. Upstairs in Haywood Mall, next to Belk. Endorsed by Roar listeners like Zeke. I'm calling in for one of your sponsors, man. Wally over there at Reed's Jewelers. Go check him out. They'll get you what you need. If not, he'll find it. And he will definitely take care of you. Zeke loves Reed's Jewelers. You will as well. Reed's Jewelers. Haywood Mall next to Belk. Online at reeds.com. Carolina Toppings is your go-to solution for maintaining a healthy and vibrant lawn. With our specialized soil conditioning program, we ensure your grass stays nutritious and healthy. Right now, take advantage of our limited time offer and receive a free lawn aeration when you sign up for our program. Trust us to help your lawn thrive all season long. Visit us now at carolinatopdressing.com for your free quote. And as always, go Tigers! 
Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy, Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. I'm Eddie Bennett. Winter means colder weather and hot deals on Takeuchi at Bennett Equipment. We have Takeuchi track loaders, excavators, wheel loaders, and hundreds of attachments ready to go to work today. Why settle for less with other brands when you can have the best in Takeuchi? Stop by any of our four convenient locations and see why Bennett and Takeuchi set the standard for equipment sales and rental. And remember, when you need equipment in the upstate or northeast Georgia, buy it or rent it from Bennett. No transfer portal here. We're here to stay. We are the war, where every day is game day. Welcome back to Press Walks with Brad and John. Hour two continues on right now. Getting more Super Bowl coming up in hour three. Big decision coming out of college athletics yesterday. For the first time ever, NCAA athletes can unionize. Now, this is not all NCAA athletes. This is a ruling on the Dartmouth men's basketball team and included in that is the entire university there, the entire school at Dartmouth, the whole athletic department. Uh, but the National Labor Relations Board regional manager ruled that Dartmouth could form a union. It's the first time this has ever happened in the history of NCAA, uh, you know, just collegiate athletics in general. Is this a big deal? Is this the start of something? Is it, do we need to overreact uh one thing i think that is and i don't know near as much about this you've done a lot more research on this topic than i have but one thing i want to make sure that we lay out there before we really dive deep into this conversation is dartmouth is in the ivy league ivy league athletes are not on athletic scholarship big difference if between discussing dartmouth and clemson for example or dartmouth and georgia for example these guys are not on scholarship. Yeah, this this is not applied to the entire NCAA for for the reasons that you're stating. Uh, this is this is only Dartmouth right now, a private New Hampshire school that's in the Ivy League. Now, what this ruling means is that they're no longer considered student athletes; they're considered student employees at Dartmouth, and they can bargain collectively bargain for salary working conditions practice times arrangements travel arrangements uh, how they want their travel arrangements to go 
probably where they live. Like, like, well, maybe not where they live, but like a lot of like their time and management and all can now be collectively bargained through this union because the ruling, the re, one of the reasons they got the ruling in their favor is it was determined by the folks who looked into this that they're not spending just 20 hours a week working on their sport and their craft. They're spending 50, 60, 80 hours a week trying to be good at basketball under the university banner for the university. And that's why it was ruled that they are not student athletes, but student employees. And that now they can bargain for wages. They do expect this to go through at some point soon. All, According to reports, all 15 players on, on the roster voted to unionize and that they're going to have that done within a couple of weeks. So the first union in college sports will soon exist, probably within the next month. Uh, what this means for everybody else. Now, first of all, this is first time it's ever happened. Never seen any, any kind of union in the in this at all. This takes the place of NIL, by the way. Why is that? That's just part of the the agreement here. So all pay will come through the university. I think that's interesting. I think that's massive. Now, how much they bargain for, how much they get paid, John, I don't know. This is a, again, this is a private school. Uh, Dartmouth, you know, doesn't, doesn't play on CBS or ABC or ESPN or you know what I mean? Like right, they don't yeah. Have, they're not in a major conference with a huge TV contract and money rolling in from athletics. I don't, I don't even know what their budget looks like. I don't know what, you know, how they manage their, obviously football is not breaking in, you know, $70 million a year like a school in the Big Ten would. Right. So I, I don't know how they budget it out. So, like, we're, we're not talking about them making huge amounts of money. They're going to blow your mind. That's not what this is. I just want to be clear on that. I don't know what they're going to make. I got to bargain that. I got to figure that out. And they'll, they'll do that. But I just wonder if this isn't the lighting of the fuse. Now, how long... The string lasts before it reaches the dynamite. Is it like in the cartoons where it has to travel over a desert, <laughs> you know, to <laughs> blow up, you know, Willie Coyotes, yeah. you know, whatever, doing whatever. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I feel like that they got this ruling in their favor. It doesn't mean that it's going to come universally, all the rest of the rulings, because this this group is going after the the Pac-12 and some others, too, on this. I, I don't know that that... Now, the, what this could do is maybe force the issue a little bit. Maybe you start to speed the process up a little bit. Chancey gets in on the Amsco Roofing text line. This won't fly in D1. No high-profile athlete will surrender endorsement money because they are making a salary. But I, I think they would still get endorsement money. I just think it would be, it would come through the school. Like they would handle your that avenue of things, and you would be paid out based on that. You know, just like John and I. You know, if we do something, we can get, you know, paid based based on our on our talent. And I use that word very loosely, but people will pay for us. 
<laughs> Believe that or not. Did you see Kirby Enthusiasm, by the way? Not yet, no. Okay, then then the, I'll, I'll save the joke. All right. Uh, no spoilers on this show. But, you know. Especially on a show I, like that, that I is think, so spoiler heavy. I think that, <laughs> I think that you, do you, you were on the phone there, but what I said was NIL will come through with the university. Like you will, if you're an employee of that school, I think they will handle your marketing. You won't, you won't be told you can't do endorsement deals. It'll just come through the school. It's just not going to be Booster X putting in $500,000 into a collective that's going to be dispersed to you. Yeah, this would do away with the need for collectives. I'm in. Sold. I mean, time on here, I don't know. but uh, Years, in my opinion. The thing is, here's a question I had when, when I went through this whole Dartmouth thing. Does this get challenged? And it could be challenged eventually up to the Supreme Court level. And now that would, that would change what the NCAA's powers are. Uh, I would assume that the or that the courts would rule in favor of this. We we don't know that yet. No, that, that's a general assumption on my part. And they're scholarship players, so what is how does that factor into it? If you're if you're on scholarship, that's receiving that's essentially receiving income from a school, right? Yes. You're not paying for your tuition, so or you're your receiving housing, a benefit, or your books, or your food, or any your medical care, or any of those things. Right. My my thought on this is. Do we get a bunch of or a series of challenges in the court system that lead to the change that you and I think is coming at some point, or can it can just cooler heads prevail and smarter well, people figure out a way to make that happen before it gets ugly? You mean the Big Ten SEC um, collaboration? Yeah, they're on the same album. Yeah, they're doing each a other's co- records. Yeah, a collab album, <laughs> absolutely. No, I think. I think that's the question. What what gets it done first? Is it the endless amount of lawsuits to where this thing just goes to court until it eventually gets whittled away to nothing? Or is it the Big Ten SEC being proactive and setting up a new foundation in light of all these lawsuits that are about to happen? And if you want Congress to get involved, which all sides, all parties involved want Congress to do something so they don't have to. Yes. But if you want Congress to get involved... My my thought is you're gonna you need something like the SEC Big Ten to create something that is presented and shown and makes sense. Not ask Congress to pass a, a bunch of laws and bills that make it advantageous for you to do something, but literally give them a plan to say, hey, this is what we're gonna do. We want you know national laws to back it. Yes, so that we have. I, yeah, I agree with you the there. Even playing field or whatever you want to call it, so it can't be challenged constantly in a court of law. But if you're going to allow the NCAA to do that, that that ship sailed a long time ago. Not happening. And that's why the NCAA, you know, they're they're now trying to do that new revenue model. Remember, Charlie Baker sent out that memo, and, it, and a lot of people, you know, scoffed at it, John Scofford style. Sure. Uh, in in the industry, because, I stand by that scoffing because they're not like this isn't going to fly. Like it was, it, it was a university generated revenue model, but it still involved the NCAA. Why? Why would you involve the NCAA? You don't need them. Exactly. So that that's my my big takeaway from from the Dartmouth thing is it, it does feel like the fuse has been lit. It can it be stomped out before it gets to the dynamite? Can we can we solve the problem without having to blow it all up? It feels unlikely. It does. It does. 
it feels like we're headed to a whole lot of legal battles and a lot of legalese that no one's going to understand. And eventually there'll be enough rulings to where players become employees of universities. But how we get there is muddy, gross, messy, and none, nothing that we can make sense of. I agree with everything you just said there. And we have to just sit through it and wait for it to happen. And in the meantime, NIL just just completely chops away at the sport while, while that's going on. The rules of NIL. Yeah. Not NIL, NIL in theory, but the rules of it. The lack of guidance. The lack of guidance, yes. Just chips away at the sport. Takes chunks out of it. Mixed with the it. multiple transfer windows and everything else. The bizarro calendar and everything else we have going on. That's And then on top of that, we're going to have legal battles through the court systems. Well, and legal battles to get out of conferences and legal battles to... I mean, the legal battles are never-ending, Brad. No, not in collegiate sports anymore. Uh, for you young people out there, you're like, hey, what do I do with my life? Uh, become a lawyer. Billable hours are the ones who continue to remain undefeated <laughs> in all of this. Or if, you, if you're dead set on, on becoming a media member... Go to law school. Yeah, yeah. Would not hurt to be a media member with a law degree. Let me tell you that. I wish I would have taken more law classes in college. Now. I think you have a future if you can understand all this stuff. You can go to school and get a you know get a law degree. I think you can uh, you can be worthwhile. Hey, we'd love to have you on the show. Six five four or you want to get in? Tennessee Steve is up next. Hey, Tennessee Steve. I can tell you one thing. I don't know which would be worse. Union or Congress getting involved. There's, <laughs> there's no way you want either one. I don't disagree because with you. I'm so, I, I, I am so anti-union. I'd drop the sport before I let them unionize. I, but that's just me. I, I know the majority of people probably aren't that way. But you're just, the, once you get the camel's nose under the tent, uh, forget it. Oh, we think we've already got players now going, hey, coach, I want more playing time or I transfer. You think that's ugly? <laughs> wait wait till the whole team says they're going to sit out a game or boycott a game or, or not do this or that or whatever because they just don't like the way the coach handles the whole team or, or practice or anything. Well, that's it. I don't mind the students having rights, uh, student athletes having rights, but you are just asking – I just hope the SEC and Big Ten conglomerate can get it straightened out before it goes that far. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you. Thanks, Tennessee, Steve. I appreciate you getting in. Uh, you know, the Dartmouth thing is different. That's why we, we highlight that from the beginning. This is not like the – this is not like what goes on at the highest levels of, of FBS. Correct. These so are I, not on scholarship – these are non-scholarship athletes. Right. Um and I don't know if these players understand at the ages they're at what unionizing will mean to for them. Like they'll they'll actually lose some of their they'll gain some in some respects and lose some others. Oh, it's going to be a tough wake up call to those who think they are going to totally a hundred percent have their cake and eat it too. Because what if you like an idea but it's not backed by your union? Too bad. Or you think your union is making a bad decision? Too bad. You're gonna have to abide by it. Yep. You're part of the union. <laughs> so I, I I don't know if they quite know what they're getting. I, I, Dartmouth is going to be a great case study in some of this because if this does reach the higher levels of collegiate athletics, I'm with you to to this degree. Like this path that, that we're talking about would take many, many moves. Yeah.
I don't think we're anything close. But I do want to see how this goes. It's a fascinating case study. You know, Northwestern tried this and they got shut down. Remember a few years ago? Oh, yeah. The athletes Northwestern Do you remember when the Pac-12 athletes tried to do this and they demanded 50% of all the revenue? Yeah. (laughs) It's less funny now than it was then, though. Oh, back then it was hilarious. We're like, what are you talking about? That's absurd. Now? Now it's a little bit believable. Yeah. Oh, that's all you have to give them? No, then hey. I just hope these these student athletes understand, and I, I guess we'll still call them that for now, what they're getting themselves into. And again, I think we follow Dartmouth and where it goes. It'll be a, it'll be a great little little test run on some of that. Six five four roar hour number two wrapping up now. We got hour three to get to here in just a few moments, so don't go anywhere on the road. We we'll get to some Super Bowl, some news, and a lot more right after this. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT AM 